There's something about a family business, uh, something where people start something with a real passion for it and want to make sure that they serve their customers and make their lives a little bit better. And that's what American Financing has been doing for a long, long time now. Uh, I've worked with American Financing before. They uh, helped uh, help me go through a couple different mortgages and refinances. And it's important to kind of go through this uh, with someone that you actually know you can trust, someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, when the home loan uh, situation is is in your life, it's it really is a huge focus of yours. And as you see these interest rates going up, 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 it's time to get this thing locked in before, you know, who knows what's going to happen with these rates in the future. Make sure to go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. They've been around for a very long time. Glenn has been working with them for, gosh, a couple decades now. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Glenn's back on Monday. Wow, uh, really huge day for world leaders. Uh, Japan's former leader has been assassinated. Uh, we'll get into that, details on that, and uh, much more coming up in about 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new report shows that almost 71% of Americans feel their paychecks are not going to be able to keep up with inflation. Not just to be able to get ahead, but to just keep up. We all know where this is coming from. The people supposedly fighting inflation are the same ones giving it to us in the first place. You have a responsibility to yourself and your family to do what you can to get ahead while it's still possible to get ahead. This is where American financing comes in. This time, American financing is there with power to maybe help you. Unlike some of the banks, flexible mortgage returns uh, and terms, cash out refinancing, even debt consolidation. Please call them. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, real tragedy in Japan today as... Uh, their former prime minister, Abe, was just assassinated by somebody who was, I guess, uh, dissatisfied with his policies. 
He's not even enacting them anymore. Very yeah. strange. There's a some back and forth about that. Apparently, he's the, the assassin is denying that. He seems to be potentially oh. very crazy. Okay. Uh, so he's point, not dissatisfied with his policy. No, big fan. He's fine with them. No, huh. no, I didn't say that. Okay. But he did say, I think there are recent reports that he said to police that he didn't mean to shoot him. He, what? Yeah, he was actually trying to kill somebody else who, we should point out, was not there. Okay. So okay. I that think it's uh, very weird. I think dismissing what this person is saying at this point is probably the wise way to go. Former uh, a Navy veteran in Japan, and he killed him with a homemade gun. Yeah. It looked like uh, two pipes on a plank. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It just shows you that no matter what, you do. <laughs> you can't legislate this stuff right. out of existence. Now, I've never really looked into Japan's gun laws. I'm assuming they're s- sort of strict. I uh, I can I can walk I, you through it. Okay, why would you walk, like? To, yeah, would walk you like to purchase? It. A, would you like to purchase a gun in Japan, sir? I I yes, I would. You would. Okay, I just would. a couple steps for you. Okay. Okay. Now, I've never been there, nor will I probably ever go. But I so still like really, to buy a gun. I was like really <laughs> suspicious that you want to buy a gun <laughs> it there. It is, then. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you might want to tag me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a little red flag sort of thing. Yeah. Because I, I, uh, I have a person who has never been to Japan, is not planning to go to Japan, but wants to buy a gun in Japan. This seems Strange. suspicious. It yes, does. It does. Yeah. Okay. So I've red flagged you. Okay. Here's the process, though. Are you ready for it? Yes, I am. Okay. Step one. Take a <laughs> firearm class. Not, not that big of a deal. You can do that. How long is it? How long is a firearm I, I class? Don't know, I, I don't know, but All right. I, there's more to this. You have okay. to also pass a written exam. Okay, from the firearm class? Yes. So I better pay attention to what have, I'm learning. You can't just class. like, yeah, okay. you can't just blow it off. I can't and, just sit there and pretend like I'm listening. I really need to listen. Mm-hmm. And step right. 1C, I guess this uh-huh. would be, um, That's it's going to be held three times a year. So you're going to be mm-hmm. taking this test <laughs> three times a year. For how long? Like every year? Forever. <laughs> like the rest of my life you're I get taking a test take a test three, three times, times a, year. a year okay now that seems inconvenient for me i am going to have to uh, request something else though it's not just that oh okay i'm gonna have to ask you pat to also get a doctor's note saying that you are mentally fit and mm-hmm. do not have a history of drug abuse now this is the end of the road for you obviously you're a, a huge drug huge abuser drug addict, yeah. 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 yeah uh so Coke, to nose candy but you could probably find a doctor that would go along with your story Possibly. Possibly. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. just say you could. Okay. Okay. There's more, though, I to I don't the know process. if there's a Japanese doctor who would uh, find me mentally competent, but let's just go with it and say At, I, I find somebody. My guess is Jeffy has a connection. I don't know okay. how, All but right. he probably knows a doctor in Japan that probably will lie does. for you. Mm-hmm. So, so that's just step two. Step three, you mm-hmm. have to apply for a permit to take firing training, which may take up to about a month. Huh. And I'm not sure if that's the firing training that takes a month or the permit that takes a month, but it's going to take a little bit of time for you to get that step done. All but right. that's not too arduous so far, right? You got to test three times a month or three times a year. Right. You have to get a doctor's note mm-hmm. and you have to uh, just apply for a permit to take the firing training, which may take a month. There's also, you have to describe a, in a police interview why you need a gun. So well, what if I just need it for safety? Uh, I'm trying to protect myself. I mean, I don't know. Is that not good enough? It's up, it is not good enough. In fact, generally speaking, unless you go through this entire process, they're not going to give you a gun. You might be able to get one to hunt or something like that, but you have to go through this whole process, and it's a bit mm-hmm. arduous, as you, as you can mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. You also have to pass a review of your criminal history, your gun possession record, employment, 
Involvement with organized crime groups. This one's going to be a little iffy for you because I know you have some serious involvement in that area. Hugely tied into uh, cr- criminal elements. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have to review. Especially in Japan. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, you also have to get pass a review of your personal debt. Oh. You have to pass a review of your relationships with friends. Okay. Your relationship with your family mm-hmm. and your relationship with neighbors. How, how well do you get along with your neighbors? I know you get really along well with your uh, HOA. Oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, they, love them. They, they love are them big fans death. of yours. Uh-huh. I mean, with the exception of that, by that time <laughs> the, you left the garbage out. Yes, for three hours. Past the deadline. Uh, past past the, deadline. the deadline. Yeah. So, I mean, you right. would not be getting a gun in Japan. No, Because of the garbage incident. Okay. <laughs> so, but we'll see. Um, then you have to apply for a gunpowder permit. My God. A gunpowder permit? Yeah, totally different permit, Pat. You need a gunpowder permit. Okay. Then mm-hmm. you have to take a one-day training class and pass a firing test. So, and then <laughs> you have to obtain a certificate from uh. a gun dealer describing the gun that you want. Okay, not, not mm. again, this is not that bad so far, No, right? no. so okay. far, it okay. seems really convenient. So, that's not too bad. Oh, oh yeah, then mm-hmm. you have to, if you want a gun for hunting, you have to apply for a hunting license. Now, this is pretty much the only way they're going to grant you a license, so you do have to get the hunting license. All right. Then, you have to buy a gun safe. Then, you have to buy an ammunition locker, both of which have to meet safety regulations. But you're doing well so far. <laughs> there is no way anybody has a gun right. in Japan. Then, wow. you have to allow the police to inspect your gun storage. So, police come over to your house and, I mean, okay. imagine. And inspect it all. Then, then you I have get to my pe- gun. I get my AR-15 <laughs> and I can do what no, I want with definitely it. Not. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Definitely huh. not. Then, you have to pass an additional background review that, of some sort. Finally, you get to buy your gun. Now, again, it's oh only going to be a gun that gosh. you're going to be able to use for hunting, essentially. Uh, wow. But that is the process in Japan. And you see this and you think, okay, well, that has to stop something like this from happening. If laws can possibly stop this from happening, mm-hmm. those laws would stop this from happening. And yet... Instead, he makes a homemade gun mm-hmm. and he doesn't go through any of the process. And I didn't uh, outline this, wow. but I'm almost... Positive wow. ghost guns are illegal in Japan. So, yeah, I mean, now look, uh, people will point out, and by the way, the media is doing everything they can to make you know that gun crime is rare in Japan. And that's true. It is very rare in Japan. They don't really allow guns for any reason. Uh, and so it is very rare. Mm. Of course, you know, they have a much higher suicide rate than us because. It's not about the gun, right? We, mm-hmm. you know, they they have almost no guns in the country, and their suicide rate is higher than ours. So it's not about mm. the gun, but you do see this uh, this uh, terrible thing going on uh, go on with Shinzo Abe, the guy who who made the gun out of, as you point out, a couple of pipes and a plank. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. Can you ban pipes? Can you ban planks? <laughs> Would that do anything for this problem? It's hard to imagine. I don't know how you could make you this at least more have strict. to take a pipe class three times a year <laughs> and then times. pass the pipe class test. Just don't the three think? times a year? Yeah, just uh, three times. Maybe six. Maybe we up it a little bit for pipes. <laughs> so you think double it on the pipes? I think so. Well, All he right. had two pipes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. it really is fascinating to watch that. Right? I, I mean, there's nothing. You just realize at some level, we all do this. We must just trust other people we don't know to not be insane, to mm-hmm. not be violent, to not be crazy. I think of this option, uh, this, uh, this, this example often in that you're driving down the street. You are driving 50 miles an hour on the right side, uh, right, right hand side of the road. On the left-hand side of the road, a car approaches you, also going 50 miles an hour. In between you is a double yellow line. Your entire life is at the hands, in the hands of this person that you will never even see driving at you 50 miles an hour that they don't just swerve into you as you get close. You are just sitting here just trusting the goodwill of a complete stranger and the... the deterrent power of a double yellow line to protect your life and we do this mm-hmm. every day and we all pretty much survive it and that is really the best defense against this that is really all you can do when evil decides evil is going to act it is really really difficult to stop it uh you know you, you just have to realize that it does exist you can do everything you can to stop it but i mean this is a guy who's the former prime minister of the country the guy who held the office Longer than anyone else in history. Yeah. A very... Nine pro- years. A very prominent figure mm-hmm. making a campaign speech. And some guy just walks up behind him and shoots him in the back a couple times. Yeah. Incredible. Really, really bad. In front of what, hundreds of people mm-hmm. and tons of cell phones. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of disturbing video and uh, still images of all this stuff going on. And right in the middle of broad daylight, Pat. Yeah. I, it's interesting because <clears throat> there doesn't seem to be a heck of a lot of security around him. No. It, uh, there were only, a f- I think, a few guys. Now, the, the guy was immediately tackled after he shot Abe. But uh, I think the point of security is to try to get to somebody before they shoot. But, you know, you're just, you're not expecting somebody with a homemade gun. Uh, two pipes in a plank and being able to fire that and, and kill the former prime minister. Just uh, amazing. Uh, but I did wonder, you know, why don't they have more security around the guy when he's out in public, right out in the open, uh, making a, a speech, a campaign speech? I, it's pretty weird. Pretty strange. I don't know. I, I guess at that point, you're just <clears throat> depending on your gun laws. Yeah, you are. You yes. know, you're just saying, well, right. we don't need security because we banned guns. Well, it didn't work out all that well in this case. No, it didn't. You know, I, I, I mm. there's not much you can do uh, now, but I mean, you, you can look at this and say, hey, you know, any world, like, I mean, and this is just seems like obvious common sense. Any world leader should have security around them when they're making speeches in public. You can't tell right. what's going to happen. There's a million ways someone can do something crazy. And we went through that obviously terrible period where this was commonplace. I mean, this was happening all the time here with major world leaders in the 60s and all the way up to really Reagan, Mm -hmm. um, where this stuff happened often to major public figures. And that's one of the things we've talked about when it comes to these mass shootings. Societies and cultures seem to select these crimes of spectacle that whatever the, for, for right now, for us, it's these mass shootings, right? It's not the biggest crime problem we have in this country by any means. It's it's a small, small slice of the gun violence and total violence and total crime in this country. But like there's this very small group of people who think 
fame and notoriety and infamy will come to them from doing these types of things. And it's hard to know right now with what happened in Japan, if that if that's the beginning of this or or whatever. But if you look back at our history, we went through this same a period where that was the crime of spectacle, right? There was mm-hmm. always somebody who there was there was threats on public major public figures' lives over and over and over and over again. Many of them successful. Yeah, I mean the '60s were awful, so bad for assassination. Yeah, uh, you think about that decade with JFK, RFK. Martin Luther King, I mean, it just happened over and over and over again. And uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to prevent everything like that. All, all of these shootings and uh, uh, protect everybody who needs protection. Uh, it's impossible. It's really impossible to, to completely safeguard our society. And even in a place, as you just went through... With the restrictions on gun on guns like they have in Japan, you still can't safeguard everybody. Uh, that tells you a lot. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in sixty seconds. Life is about being active. Whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising, you know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away and i've been taking it ever since and i can tell you that relief factor has helped me get my life back i love that it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors and about 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only 1995 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief 800 for relief or relieffactor.com find out all about this offer and feel the difference Pat and Stu on the Glenn Beck program. Pat, I, I have a, a question for you for just some legal process here. Mm-hmm. What should happen to the guy who assassinated uh, Shinzo Abe? But what, what's the appropriate punishment? Does he go to jail for a while? Does he until you execute him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if he just stays in jail for the rest of his life? Would you be okay with that? Let me give you yeah. another option. All right, let me give you another option. Mm-hmm. What if he goes? He kind of goes away for a while. And then we give him his full release and he's walking around doing interviews with the media, talking about his life. <laughs> uh, no. What I, about that? What about that, that option? I, I wouldn't uh, be in favor of that option. Is that a bad option? Frankly, it seems like a bad option to me, yeah. Why am I seeing John Hinckley, Hinckley. doing mm-hmm. interviews with the media? Why is he in a Amazing. full release walking around, could be at your restaurant, could be at your grocery store? Why is that happening? Could be in concert in your neighborhood. Could be in concert. <laughs> he's doing a freaking tour. <laughs> yeah. Now, he it's, said they say amazing. he's reformed. Mm-hmm. They say he's he's healed. He says he's still taking his meds. So maybe he won't assassinate another president mm. anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But why the hell is this happening? If you shoot the president of the United States, is there no line where we just say, nah, you're not walking around anymore, really under any circumstance? Is there any crime? No. I, I mean, it's it's inconceivable. 
that this has happened with him. It really is. And we forget how close Ronald Reagan was to death. Oh, very close. I mean, initially, I don't think the American people knew how serious it was because they kind of blew it off. Hey, he's he's fine. He's going to be all right. Uh, He's going to have a full recovery. (laughs) Well, yeah, that wasn't always the case. They were very afraid that he wasn't going to make it at first. Uh, And so it's just by the grace of God that, that John Hinckley didn't kill him. He sure tried, and sure he almost tried. succeeded. And so, yes, he should be in prison the rest of his life. I don't understand how he's out now, walking around. I just don't get it. And it's a guy who is trying to do this to impress Jody Foster? <laughs> I mean, what a weird... You're ever going to let that guy go? And and one of the re, one of the restrictions on his release was... You got to stay away from Jodie Foster, okay? <laughs> what is Jodie Foster thinking on this? That you have to stay away from Jodie Foster. I think that's good advice, but I don't know that necessarily <laughs> I would trust this guy. I would not. I, I know I necessarily would not trust Men- him. Mental health is a difficult thing. Sure to, is. It's a, it's a difficult nut to crack. And, and to prove that he's healed, uh, that's virtually impossible. He how about this? He doesn't even have to take his meds, he says. He does because he, you know, he wants to wow. just be just be careful. But he doesn't have to take him now. He doesn't didn't, need him anymore. Didn't he also come out as a gun control advocate? Oh yeah, yes yeah. he did. So that's good, of course. And We've that's got why him on that side. That's, so the well, journalist, the right him president, now. I guess the, the the journalists are fine. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. interviewing you. If you say the gun control thing, I guess it's it's fine. But I mean, <laughs> this is, it's an absolute disgrace. It is. How on earth it are is. we standing for this? This guy. You know, he's out there uh, talking to the media, mm-hmm. going on tour, living his life after. And remember, it wasn't just Reagan. It was Brady. And uh, it was, you know, he, he, this guy did a lot of damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just out there. Uh, and and he, by the way, in the interview, he's like, you know what? Actually, I actually kind of liked Ronald Reagan. I wasn't against. I wasn't against Reagan. I liked Reagan. What? Yeah. Uh, so guys. So you shoot the people you like. Yeah. Because okay. they couldn't make him look like a left-wing nut job. They had to make him look like a right-wing guy. <laughs> like, oh, oh you assassinated gosh. the president, but you were still right-wing, right, sir? <laughs> yes, I swear. <laughs> and give me some gun control, please. And, you know, it's interesting uh, because back in 1981, I don't think we even knew if he was right or left. Or I don't think yeah. even anybody even asked. It wasn't we just big... knew he was a nut job. Yeah, you knew. Well, That's a new thing that we have to determine their their political ideology. Yes, that is true. That's true. The Glenn Beck Program. These days, you use your personal information to do just about everything, especially when you're online. But with all that information just floating out there, it can make the Internet a practical goldmine for identity thieves. Actually, that's that's not fair to gold miners. Mining is actually hard work. Stealing your identity is dangerously easy. It's also incredibly costly and terribly frustrating if you get hacked. Now is an easy time to join up with LifeLock and... Help protect yourself with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your information and alerts you to personal identity threats. And if you are a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock. They can't protect you from everything. Nobody can, but they're the best in the business in my book. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% off your first year. Identity theft protection starts here. 
As the mainstream media perpetuates the left's insanity, we're helping you fight back one truth at a time. More Glenn Beck next. for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, you forget that uh, that Shinzo Abe uh, left a pretty towering, as it's described here in this article, a towering legacy. Um, they, they think that he's really the most significant leader in Japan post-war. Mm-hmm. Um, a hawkish conservative economic reformer who dragged the country out of decades of stagnant economic growth and made it a power player on the world stage again. And uh, so that's who Japan and the world uh, lost today. One of his big priorities was getting closer to the United States. Uh, he believed that that was smart for them to do, uh, to bolster their defense. They, Trump said they were very good friends. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were. They seemed to be tight. Uh, he was one of the world leaders that was not overtly critical of Trump. Mm-hmm. He also took China seriously. Was a big part of that. He, he you know, the, the, Japan had been sort of deferential to, uh, sort of, took a position post-war of we're not bad guys. Don't we you know we're not a threat. We're mm-hmm. just going to hang back here. And he he was one of the first uh, prime ministers there to say, you know, sure, we're not a threat, but like we also need to have defenses. We need to be have good relationships with those who do have defenses. We need to take China seriously as, you know, we've seen what they've done in the past and they could do it again. And, right. you know, that is, that's a big part of his legacy. And he's very well regarded there. I mean, it's, and he's only 67, Pat. You know, I think yeah. because he left office and he left office for health reasons in 2020, people kind of think, ah, oh, you know, he was, you know, at the end of his life. You know, he was 67. He's still running around the country campaigning for, various uh people that he knew and and supported and uh, you know had a long life of influence ahead of him yeah and to see that happen yeah, i mean really, really I, it, it's bizarre because you see pictures of abe making this speech you can see the guy just standing there behind him no security back there at all mm-hmm. he's just standing there and he's got the homemade weapon just slung around his uh shoulder and uh in a when, bag of some sort it was like a yeah like a messenger bag type of situation right and it just uh, uh it doesn't look like much but they say that the, and when you see the video you hear the sound of it and it did sound like a bazooka yeah it sounded like a cannon or a bazooka going off it's no handgun no that was a very powerful weapon it was also described as a shotgun at one point <laughs> i think because they believe you know sort of that the shrapnel uh kind of hit in a very wide pattern and really, mm. I mean, did so much damage. There was no hope. I mean, they, they were they were describing it as he was in cardiac arrest. And I've seen some people say that that's not a great translation. It was more like he has no vital signs almost immediately. Oh, uh, it didn't last. He did not last long uh, after that. And now the shooter, the assassin, says it wasn't political. At first, they said he didn't like his policies or something. And now there's some contention about that yeah that he was there for a religious leader who wasn't even there that is one of the reports that's out there the police have have basically paraphrased some of the things this guy is saying 
what does that mean, though, right? What what does it mean when you're getting the words of an assassin moments after? Yeah, you know, we just don't know. I guess if I guess if it was a politically motivated group looking to take responsibility, maybe you know they're going to be honest about it. But we don't know at this point if you know it's hard to know if you could actually believe anything they're saying. Supposedly, this guy is saying it wasn't. No, I didn't even mean to shoot him. I meant to. Uh, I meant to assassinate some religious leader who wasn't even on the premises. Like, I, so it, mm-hmm. I, I think at this point could be that he's saying, you know, that he actually is just completely nuts. Could be that he's trying to give you the impression that he's completely nuts. Could be he's just does not have very good eyesight. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. I will say the one thing you could say about the guy, and this is important. He was wearing a mask. Uh, when this was going on, he was protecting himself and and others because Pat, you wear right. your mask to mm-hmm. protect others. Yes, okay, correct. And he was protecting others from COVID nineteen at the time uh-huh. of the assassination, and that's important. You know, he was outside, and so would you call him a hero? You, you almost I, would call him a I, hero. I don't know if I'd go you? exactly that far. <laughs> But it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you can almost believe the media would be like, "Well, you know, yes, he did that, but he was also saving lives as he was wearing his mask <laughs> out outdoors." I I we, could see that on should, CNN. We should note, by the way, no cases of COVID nineteen have been documented outside of close conversation outdoors in the entire pandemic. So when you are seeing people outside with masks mm-hmm. on, it's important to note that, by the way, according to the New York Times, there have been literally zero cases globally that have been documented outside of close conversation when, you're, when it comes to outdoor transmission of COVID-19. I will also say, Stu, uh, that he doesn't seem to be wearing his mask properly in one of oh. these photos. It looks like the mask is below his nose. You should have known you can't trust yeah, the guy. Yeah, you can't trust the guy. They should have, he should have been brought down at that point. Where's your N95? You know, at this point, right. it seems to be a normal surgical mask. It is amazing when you look at these photos, everybody's got a mask Everybody. on. Mm-hmm. So they're still doing that in Japan, obviously. It's just a, it's a thing that you wear a mask no matter where you go, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, it does seem that. I mean, and that, of course, that was part of the culture, huh. not to that extent, but part of the culture before. Before. I mean, I remember yeah. whenever you'd be on an air, like pre-2020, you're on an airplane, someone's wearing a mask. You could guarantee they're from Asia. Like they lived uh, in Asia yeah. or they uh, currently yeah. live in Asia because, it, you know, and obviously they had the SARS outbreak there. They've had several of these things that happened before. And so it became part of the culture long before it did here. But, you know, it's still going on there. I mean, China is, by the way, Pat, currently in the middle of shutting down a bunch of cities again because they have a couple hundred cases of COVID. Jeez. Which every time they do that, yes, it makes the lives of people in China miserable, but it also affects our economy and our supply lines. Right. Every right. time they do this, this idiotic idea that you can keep COVID at zero. They're the only country on earth trying to do this right now. Well, they have a well, zero policy. I should say, with the exception of Zero COVID policy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Turkmenistan uh, is also doing this. And they have the uh, distinction of having no cases since the beginning of COVID. Never had a case in Turkmenistan. Oh, wow. Their policies, they're the only wow. ones that are doing it right. Huh. It's, you know, it's working there. <laughs> now, some would say maybe their government is denying the reality of the situation, but no, uh-huh. no. Huh. 
Uh, but no, they, they just actually have, had have no cases no... whatsoever since the beginning of the pandemic. Wow, that is that's so, impressive. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. We should all learn from Turkmenistan. Yeah, then. I think that would, that's what we should do is we should just say there are no cases and then you have no cases. <laughs> that's essentially their approach. And I don't know. Maybe we should uh, we should adopt that. Oh, Probably man. not the best idea. But I, this is a, just an incredible thing to watch because, you know, of course, it is in broad daylight in public with people watching the speech. So mm-hmm. there's all sorts of footage, much of it very disturbing. You, there are, there's footage of the actual shot going off, of him falling, um, you know, of the aftermath, of the tackling of the, uh, the assassin, of him, uh, of Abe being, you know, taken off in a helicopter from a rooftop. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. it's all. documented this is this is the age right you see now it's you see all of this stuff happen when it happens and it's of course all out there on social media really disturbing stuff and you know you're right pat when you describe it almost like a cannon i i mean this guy was former military i obviously knew a lot apparently about how to build these things this isn't the only one he built yeah he built a bunch of handguns too that they found at his home they've already been obviously to his residence and they found a ton of handmade, uh, homemade handguns and other explosives that they all they took out and destroyed. Uh, but the guy was pretty proficient at building these weapons, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, he knew what he was doing. And he was planning for something for some reason. I don't know if it's political. I don't know if it's religious. I don't know if he's just a whack job. Uh, that's my assumption. But he was well prepared to do some damage. Uh, it's really awful. And you see, it's really just, awful. this stuff is really difficult to stop. I mean, there was a, uh, it was in Japan, I believe years ago, years ago now that they did, wasn't it in Japan where they did the chemical uh, attacks in the subways? Yeah. That one religious group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, again, like you have no guns in your community. Um, but you know, they filled literal garbage bags with like sarin cast wasn't it and they went into a subway and just released it all and uh, it was a, yeah. a terrible terrible attack you know you, you just yeah. we had we had a biological attack here in the united states uh, in the northwest years ago with a uh, questionable sort of uh, cultish group uh that they you know put all sorts of, you know, essentially biological attack they put was it was it salmonella or, or what it was on, on in a uh, in a buffet in buffets around town. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That, they made it eventually turn uh-huh. into a Netflix documentary, but it's like the only biological attack or first, certainly, uh, that happened. Did kill anybody? Stuff. I can't remember if anybody died it, from that. I think it did, but I can't. It's been a while since uh, I've, yeah. I've looked into it. But like, you just realize that like when you have people who are dedicated enough and, and determined enough to do something terrible... It's very difficult to live in a free society. Yeah. Or honestly, even in a lockdown society, it's difficult. But in a free society, it's almost impossible to eliminate this stuff. You just have Mm -hmm. to be realistic that you are fragile at some level. And certain things are going to happen. Certain things are going to happen. You can't safety proof the entire society. It's just, it's impossible to do it. And you learn this as, as a parent. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how much time I spent looking at corners of tables Trying to figure out how to make sure my my toddlers didn't fall into them, mm-hmm. and you spent mm-hmm. you're constantly thinking about it. And then I, my son was on uh, this is when he was gosh one or two on the couch, and fell off the couch, mm. uh, rolled rolled off the couch and landed on one of his Matchbox cars. Oh, uh, which almost 
almost blinded him. I mean, I legitimately, I remember going to the hospital. He had to go to the hospital. And I remember looking at him being like, I cannot believe that did not hit his, I mean, it hit right above his eye, like on his, uh, you know, like in between the bone there and Mm -hmm. the eye, like that space that's kind of soft in between, that's where it hit. Oh, wow. And and I remember being like, this kid almost, I mean, he almost Almost blinded his his eye. eye. Yeah, I mean, almost lost his eye. And again, he, he, it was nothing at all that could have possibly been prevented. Everything around the house, (laughs) we were basically living in an inflatable house at that point. Everything was protected (laughs) all the time. And still, this stuff happens. It's just, you have to realize that life is fragile at some point. And you don't control the outcome all the time. And it sucks. Yep. You'd like to be able to, but you, as much as the media will act as if there are common sense, easy solutions to these problems, everywhere else is able to stop it. Why can't we? It's just not true. It's not true. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. This is the Glenn Back Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some from themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. James Cond, we lost him. We lost him. Eighty two years old, uh, and everybody makes a big deal out of the fact that he was in The Godfather. Yes, yes, he was, and The Godfather is great. But he was also in Brian's song. Okay, <laughs> not as many people bring that up in the coverage that I've heard. <laughs> no, they don't. No, because uh, I don't know why either. I, he was brilliant in Brian's song. As Brian Piccolo, uh, the best friend of Gail Sayers of the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I, I watched that movie again a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago, really? for the first time in probably since I was 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't hold up quite as well as I remembered it. <laughs> Never does. <laughs> Never does. I mean, as a 10-year-old, I remembered that being one of the greatest movies of all time as, you know... Older than 10, I, I, as an adult, uh, it was a little bit cheesy. Uh, we should also point out Elf. Elf. He was great in Elf. He was great in Elf. One of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Yes. And mm-hmm. really the last classic Christmas movie, right? Like a, That I can think of, yeah. Has there been a more recent one that has come close to that level? 
I don't think so. You know, we had a bunch. We had a bunch in the 80s. We had Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation. Again, you may or may not like those movies specifically, but... And then the 90s was Santa Claus and Santa Claus yeah, 2 yeah, the Santa and Claus stuff. 3. But, and Elf was, what, early 2000s? I think 2003-ish. Mm-hmm. And then since somewhere. then, we're like, ah, we're done with the Christmas movies. We have enough of them. Well, and they're, they're just not good, usually. You know, they, yeah. they've come out with new ones. No, they have. They have. They're just not good. I mean, Hallmark comes out with 47 every single Christmas. <laughs> yes, they do. And, and again, then Lifetime does it. They're just not good. No. Well, let's not say that. I mean, some of them are fantastic. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite things around Christmas to do, and we've talked about I this love before, is watching those movies on Lifetime mm-hmm. and or uh, Hallmark. Yes. And just, just, you can watch those movies and within 30 seconds know the entire plot. Oh, for sure. It's incredible. Some guys. Because it's the same every time. Yeah. Some guy's in a suit walking down the street. He looks like a business guy. He's obviously going to be the guy that ends up with the first woman you see. Yes. Which is uh, usually Candace mm-hmm. Cameron Bure. And she, <laughs> she, she is also, she's usually also the business. It's usually the woman who's the business person in a lot of these yeah, movies. Yeah. A lot like of times. Candace Cameron Bure, she's a very highly accomplished woman. She uh-huh. doesn't have time for this highly traditional stuff. But she's in her small town where she's from. Uh, after having worked in New York right. for a long time, and she made a lot of money, but now she's back. She's in back her because just for the weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah right. no big deal. Bumps into a whole high school sweetheart who is he says not doing anything with his life. He's still in the same hometown. No, and she already has a jerky boyfriend. Yeah, so she's jerk. got no room in her life for a new man, and yet somehow she winds up with the guy from high school. It's, so it's amazing. Every time happens every single time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight seven twenty seven B E C K is the phone number it's friday pat and stew in for glenn on the glenn beck program this is the glenn beck program